0: Great episode lined up for you today. We're joined by a medical expert to provide some more detail on Markeith Morris's injury and discuss a potential situation. We have Tyler Hero before asking, who does the Heat miss more? Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo? All of that in one episode coming up next.
1: You are locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. I'm David O'Mill. With me, as always, is my co-host, Wes Goldberg. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is a new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. I'm excited about today's episode, Wes. We're joined by Dr. Elon Donin to talk about Keith Morris's injury and then something that I discussed with Matt Moore on yesterday's episode of Locked on NBA, which you should all be subscribed to as well, about whether or not Bam out or Jimmy Butler is the most the player that Miami is currently missing the most as they're kind mm-hmm. of negotiating these injury riddled waters here? But let's start off with some potential drama building up in the heat locker room because some people are concerned that Tyler Hero might be disgruntled in his current role coming off the bench. We've discussed the validity of Tyler Hero starting, but we've never addressed it from the personality perspective, whether or not he feels. Like he's being, I guess, I don't know what to minimize or maybe he's being just like not taken advantage of and not putting in, in the role that he believes he's earned. And I think that's where a lot of people are concerned is that Tyler might be in a funk somewhat because he's just not, he's not starting. He's not being featured the way a lot of people think he might be. What do you think?
1: First of all, I love social media body language experts, social media locker room experts. They know exactly what's going on. Tyler must be upset. Uh, I think Absolutely. that's just a lot. <laughs> Not to start uh, like uh, diagnosing all of Heat Twitter, but that seems like a lot of projecting. You yep. know, Maybe your own wants and needs onto, onto the Miami <laughs> Heat's locker room situation. But um, look, I don't think that this is an immediate concern in the least for the Miami Heat. I'll start there. I'm going to start by saying that right up front. Okay, But this is a long-term concern for Miami. And what I mean by that is that Tyler Hero can't come off the bench forever. He's too Mm. good. He's simply Mm. too good. Is he a great sixth man? Yeah. What makes him a great sixth man is that he's a great starter. Uh, I know it has worked in the past for guys like Manu Ginobili, for other guys like that. Those were very specific instances uh, for those teams. Tyler Hero... In today's day and age, he's just too good of a playmaker, too good of a shot creator to be coming off the bench forever. And right. you look at the way he plays, the way he closes games when the Heat are healthy and firing on all cylinders, their best version is Tyler Hero closing games. Tyler Hero in the lineup with Jimmy and Bam and, and even Kyle Lowry. Uh, at some point, Tyler Hero will be the starter for the Miami. Okay, he will but be when
0: starter. is that point? That's the whole discussion, right? Is it something that, is that- the? That's, yeah. Is it something that happens within the next month? Something that happens this season? Something that happens two years from now? At some point, yes, I, I completely agree with you. The best role for Tyler is probably as a starter. But I don't think it's one he's ready for right now. What's the projected timeline, at least in your opinion, of when you think Tyler starts entering that conversation as the the, the more likely starter for the Heat? I mean, it comes down to a roster construction standpoint, sure. too. I mean, you look at the issues that the Heat had last year,
1: specifically in that Buck series where they got swept, is that Tyler Hero is not a great defender. He's getting better. But I don't yep. think – he never projects to being like an elite defender. And so you need to bookend him with elite defenders, above average defenders at the very least. And currently with the starting lineup the way it is with Duncan Robinson in there, that's just two weak points defensively for opponents to pick at. And that's why they went out and got a guy like Kyle Lowry in the first place. So and I don't PJ know. I, I, and P.J. Tucker. Uh, but I I don't know if – I look, it's not a this year thing. Tyler Hero is not I the agree. starter this year, bar, unless there's injuries, which the Heat have had, and Tyler Hero started here and there. But even right. then, like Spoelstra recently said, you know what? We want to keep Tyler coming off the bench. Let's start Caleb Martin now. Let's start Gabe Vincent instead. Right. Um, there's an integrity to those rotations that Spo is
0: trying to maintain. But and I think that's I the think crux they, of the problem. That's yeah. I think that's where a lot of people are coming from. Is that look, you're you're, you're they Tyler. Don't get it. Yeah. yeah, You're a 19-year-old superstar. You tore up all of Wisconsin high school scene, whatever mm-hmm. that might be like. Uh, you go to one year in Kentucky. You're one and done. You have your run as a rookie. You're projected to be this potential all-star as a sophomore or whatever. And then your third year comes around, and you're watching Duncan Robinson shoot 30%. You're watching a two-way player. You're watching Gabe Vincent. You're watching everybody, but you get the opportunity to start and that's where you start to get disgruntled and you're going, what the hell is this? I'm Tyler freaking Hero. Jack Harlow wrote a song about me. Why aren't I starting? And right, I Jack Harlow that's... didn't
1: write a song about Gabe Vincent.
0: Right. Exactly. You didn't call that right. Gabe Vincent, he called it Tyler Hero. Why aren't I starting? And I I look, Tyler has been so consistent. This is the problem where I think where Heat fans are really they're they're really standing their boy here because Tyler has said that it doesn't matter to him countless number of times that he said, embrace your role, star in your role. And I've always been one to believe him. We have actually spoken to Tyler here. We've talked to him. We've seen him in post-game locker rooms. We've seen him in the locker room before the pandemic, et cetera. He's never been a guy that said, you know what? I want this opportunity. And yes, you go into the NBA with a certain chip on your shoulder as a superstar. But at the same time, I don't think he's looking to cause trouble right now, despite whatever struggles Duncan Robinson or Gabe or Caleb or anybody are going through. I think he understands that his role is to come off the bench, be a spark plug offensively. And like you said, he's closing games. He's getting all the opportunity that you could this, possibly want as a star.
1: This is a very online argument because, you know, the people
0: online. We're online, Wes. We have to get into it sometimes.
1: No, I mean, and I, I know it's a, it's a conversation we're, that's worth having yeah. looking long term. Like, I think that's something that the Miami Heat front office should be thinking about even right now is what does our, what does Tyler Heroes? long-term uh role with our franchise look like and and you make decisions not based on that but with that in mind uh but i'll tell you this i tyler O'Hara does not care about it right now and this is not tyler O'Hara hasn't said that verbatim to me or anybody else but i talked to him this week for a story that i'm working on and i kind of asked him a little bit about the six-man stuff and starting versus coming off the bench and all these things and I can just tell you, these guys, Tyler Hero or anybody else, not just for the Heat in the NBA, they are so locked into what it is that they're doing. That's why I say it's a very online argument. It's just because they're so locked into the day to day. They really are most, for the most part, locked in when they're in happy locker rooms and happy situations, the way that Miami's is, just locked into trying to win the next game. And especially in a situation like the Heat, where they're just trying to stay above water while Bam and Jimmy come until J- Bam and Jimmy come back. This is an instance where Tyler Hero. This is not something that he cares about right now, but it's something that he is mindful of and cares about later on i think he wants to win six man of the year i think he would think that's really cool like you said he always has said i want to star in this role and if i could be the best at this then why not win an award for it long term he wants to be an all-star he wants to be a starter of course he does that's not right, breaking news here that's not breaking <laughs> right. news here um but it's not an issue that the heat or the heat
0: fans need to worry about in the short term yeah Every NBA player is always focused on one thing when they get drafted, and what's that? The second contract, the big money. That's what they necessarily want, and I think Tyler is on the path towards getting. it. He's going to get that big extension. He's going to get paid max dollars somewhere down the road. Do you think he gets the max? I think so. At this point, I, I think as a 22 year old scorer, capable of 25 points off the uh, off the bench, as right now, that's what he is. I agree with you, by I, the I way. I think so. I, I, think I, he I does. do want.
1: I, I wonder if the Heat will play that DeAndre Ayton game uh, because I know the Suns
0: have gotten criticized for that. They just they have never done that. They've never – they've, never they, really they've always that. looked you in the – yeah, they've looked you in the eye and said, look, this is what we think you're worth. If you well, I mean like the it. Suns reportedly did do that.
1: DeAndre Ayton was just pissed about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, well, but rare. they have – like they've lowballed Dwayne Wade, right? Well – Like they've done this before. Yeah. I I I and I do wonder with the big like the kind of the, the 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 roster construction questions that we're talking about is can you play my Tyler Hero with another minus defender in that starting lineup and if the answer is oh, no, no is he worth max money like is he worth what? the max extension most amount of years for the most amount of dollars per year like that's a question at least worth considering if you're the heat because those are that's that's a limitation and I like to focus more on what players do well than versus what they can't do. And Tyler Hero I think could be one of the best shot creators in the league. Yep. But that is a very big inherent issue in his game if you can't play him in basically any kind of lineup because of those defensive concerns.
0: That are mostly yeah. related uh, to look, size, by the way. Yeah, good point. Um look, Duncan's gonna have to get traded at some point. He's not gonna he's not gonna be able to fulfill the entirety of that contract as a member of the Heat, because if you have to decide between Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, I think the choice is pretty clear right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Duncan thrives in this rotation, but Tyler has a very, very big role to play down the road. But, that's down the road let's not make mountains out of molehills especially perceived molehills this is a different team if this was a younger team where everybody's looking to put up shots and get that you know big contract etc then yes there might be concerns about Tyler Hero right now I don't think those are there you don't think those are theirs I think fans are worried about Tyler being upset and then getting into a funk that's not to say he hasn't struggled over the last few games but I don't think it's necessarily because of any kind of you know perceived uh, issues with Spo or the front no, it's office nothing or to do rotation? Yeah. Well, anyway, last word on, on, on last oh, word ahead, on thanks. this
1: though. I it, I agree with you. There's gonna, the Duncan Robinson thing, Tyler Hero thing. That's sort of the the conflict, like kind of coming down. Not in season one, but in like season three of this sitcom. Right. That that's kind of what we're looking <laughs> at. Uh, yeah. it, it doesn't necessarily have to be Duncan Robinson getting traded. You could just swap them,
0: bench and, yeah. and starting role. But that's that's the last thing I wanted to say. That's a good point. All right. Well, let's talk about Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler and who the Miami Heat might be missing more in the next segment. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about a new sponsor. That's called Stance. They have they were founded in 2009. It, Stance is an apparel company that represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. These socks are so soft, you won't even know that you're wearing them. Sometimes it feels like you're barefoot. Stance brings in a typical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Right now, Wes, it's the holidays. You go to stance.com and you look up their holiday selection. They've got socks with National Lampoon's mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation or elf. Uh, yeah. you know, so many different Christmas themed uh, you know, socks and underwear that you could possibly check out. It's so soft. What's your favorite, you know, you know, they have so many different styles yeah. of socks. What's your favorite?
1: I love the basketball ones. Like they have these yep. basketball specific ones with like the extra padding on the heel and the and the ankle. I, I wear them when I play pickup, and I gotta tell you, they're all. I love how comfortable they are and how much structure they are. But they, I also don't sweat through them and into my shoe like yeah. some other athletic socks do, and it's just very uncomfortable. My navy um, names, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Stan socks. I've been wearing them forever, long before they started sponsoring the show. So they're definitely worth yeah. the investment.
0: I got to say, I love the Star Wars ones myself. Harry Potter, also a good selection. But there's so many different types that you can choose from. So do it right now. It's a great brand. You'll love them. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. For those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com. and Get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Just a reminder that you can always reach us via email at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com or via Twitter. Use the hashtag heat Be sure to please subscribe to the show and leave a review. And because your feedback is so important for us, make sure that you always leave comments. You can always submit this to us in whatever format you feel most comfortable. We're always checking that. We always appreciate so many of you had gone back to us and send in questions for our mailbag episodes. we am sure we'll have one down the road. But this is a question that actually I was asked yesterday on Locked on NBA. Again, a show that you should be subscribed to as well as Locked on Heat. When my co-host Matt Moore and I were talking about Miami's unfortunate loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers and some of the issues that have been cropping up over the last few games without Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, Matt asked me, who do the Heat miss more, Jimmy or Bam? And I answered, but before I get into my answer, I'm curious, Wes, what you think as far as who they might be missing more right now.
1: First of all, shout out to Matt Moore. Always a great question asker. Uh I love his take on the league in general. You're very lucky to have him as your new co-host on Lockdown NBA. A much uh, a huge improvement versus who you used to be paired up won't with. I will go that show. far. I will go that far. Uh, <laughs> but um no, it's 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 great framing, and it's not something I had thought about, uh, just because I think they missed them so, both so desperately. Um, but I do think the answer is pretty easy, and I think it's Jimmy Butler. And I Whoa! say that because uh, I think Bam Adebayo is the identity of this team on both ends of the court, uh, as far as the way that they play. But Jimmy Butler is the heart and soul of this team, and he is the driver of this team, right? And I want to try to make a car analogy, but I'm not great at cars. Like I, I brag that I I changed my wash my my uh, my washer fluid, whatever is the the oh, thing for yeah. the the front. You, to you really, topped really it mean. off. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did that, and oh, I felt like your
0: windshield wipers. Is that what you were yeah. saying? Th- you change your windshield wipers.
1: Okay, not the windshield yeah. wipers, just the fluid. Don't even. No, I go. I go see a guy for the wipers themselves. Now, once you start taking things off the car, that's where I check out. Uh, wow.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. so, so, so don't take my car to Wes's garage. I see.
1: No, that's why you go to RockAuto.com. Uh, the, <laughs> I I I uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about, but no, no, <laughs> I wanted to make a car analogy. Obviously, I cannot do it, but I think it would be something along the lines of like Bam Adebayo is the frame of the car, and Jimmy Butler is is behind the wheel. I don't know if that works. Maybe Bam's the wheels, and Jimmy's driving. It's something of that effect. Um, But I I just think with the way that Jimmy Butler was playing before the injury, he was a top-five guy in the league. That's what he was playing like, and that's not hyperbole. The advanced metrics... Uh, I'll bear it out the way that he was, he was an MVP candidate, like a, like a legit top three or four MVP candidate before he got hurt. Now, other people have entered that conversation since then, but he's the guy that keeps the heat moving. And Dwayne Deadman has done a good enough job as a fill in center. He's nothing close to bam out of bio and all the versatility and all the things that bam brings to the table, but he's done enough. And, but for Jimmy Butler, like you're left with Caleb Martin, who's now out for, uh, protocols now Gabe Vincent's a third starter and all these things you're kind of tinkering with these lineups. Jimmy Butler is one of a kind on this roster in a way that I don't even think Bam could compare to and he's the guy who does all the hard stuff in the mid-range he's the kind of guy that just wins you games that you're not supposed to be winning I don't know that Bam is at that level yet right now and so I think that Jimmy Butler is the guy that you're missing the most and I kind of think it's
0: pretty easy wow I feel like you totally set me up here because my answer was Bam in a bio, at least yeah, when I was it. put on a spot. Yeah, I, that's what I said. I, I think, look, Bam uh, to not to take your analogy, however distorted it might be. Go, I, give I a just shot. Think, run with no, it. No, I I, I I can't. I, I don't even know where to take it at this point. Really, oh, okay. uh, as far as <laughs> Bam, like I just I think like he does so much so well that you kind of take it for granted what he can do. And yeah. while Jimmy pops in a way that Bam does not, because you know he gets to the line, he controls the pace a little bit differently. Um, he is opportunistic with his defense and steals and things of that sort. Uh, he'll get that big bucket for you down in the clutch, et cetera. I, I, I think like through the first 42 minutes of a game, it's kind of more important to have a guy like Bam out there because he is your defensive hub. He is your offensive hub. Even with Kyle Lowry out there, yeah. I think he makes things so easy. Like we're talking about the benefits of having Dwayne Dedman or Caleb Martin, et cetera. You know, Caleb gets steals. Why? Because you've got, you know, a guy like Bam out there to help him out to some degree. What is the benefit of having Deadman kind of make these improvements over the last few games? Well, he's making plays kind of like Bam at a bio. So when you consider all that Bam does, like, I just think he's interesting. That's to say that Jimmy isn't the best player on this team. He is. But I think you miss what Bam does more acutely right now. In the playoffs, yeah. different so- story. I think a completely different conversation. Right now, I think just Bam is... Yeah. Your do it all utility tool. I I, I think there's, I I don't think there's a wrong answer here. That's what, it's
1: a fascinating argument, right? I I don't know what the answer is. I just keep coming back to BAM is the system. Jimmy breaks the system, right? Jimmy just wins you stuff. He just, he just goes out and makes things happen in a way that BAM, like he forces the issue in a way that BAM doesn't. Like BAM kind of needs that. He is the system and he, 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 Uh, performs within that system so well that, like you said, you don't really notice it because they're just, it's like, it's sort of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It's all right. Is it the system or is it the player? In, in Bam's case, he kind of is the system and the player, but with Jimmy Butler, what he does is so forceful. He doesn't even need a system. Like he can win a game that gets ugly. He can win a game for you that just is, is just bonkers, throw everything to the wall. And Jimmy Butler at the end of the day is probably going to be the best player on the floor more times than not against most, most teams. Uh, sure. and so for that reason, I just think that they're missing him the most. Plus the fact that this is sort of a perimeter driven league right now. And Jimmy mm-hmm. does play on the perimeter. ostensibly Uh, he doesn't really shoot threes and stuff, but, um, I, again, I, but I, I, I hear your argument, like what Bam does defensively, you just can't replace it. And because he's gone, the heat have had to dramatically change. Their entire system. They weren't doing that when Jimmy was in and out of the lineup or Kyle was in and out of the lineup earlier in the season. But when Bam right. went down to four to six weeks, Spo got into the film room and was like, we got to change everything we do. So I think right. – I, I really do think there's a good argument on either side. Yeah,
0: I, even as you're talking about it, I'm thinking to myself, man, like when Jimmy came back or even when he came back last year after missing a significant amount of time due to health and safety protocols, like you see – Jim VP manifests before your eyes because he's just he is so dynamic and everything else like that and it's kind of hard to separate because it's kind of like like not pick your poison but the opposite of picking your poison like pick your elixir of magic here because bam is so good so consistent and and changes like just the regular ebb and flow of the game Jimmy comes on like a flash. You know, he does so much and he does it so quickly. He can change the tide of a game almost completely by himself. That's what makes him a superstar. Again, I think Jimmy is the better player, the more dynamic player for sure. But bam, in the course of the regular season, maybe you're relying on him just to kind of help tread water a little bit more consistently. I don't know if that's the right analogy either, but, you know, that's that's the what we're stuck with. It's a good question. Let us know in our comments here on YouTube or via email or, again, any way that you want to reach out to us because we do want to hear back from you about whether or not you think Miami is missing Jimmy Butler or Bam at bio more. Again, we'll talk to a medical expert in our next segment and get some updates on Markeith Morris and what he could be experiencing because of that injury that he incurred from Nikola Jokic. But first... Just want to tell you all about Bet Online. They've got you covered this season for with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the march of the playoffs. You think the uh, Dolphins make the playoffs, Wes? Ooh, yeah, sure, why not? All right, there you go. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website. To sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON. Received your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, or your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. And something else that you shouldn't forget is that it's the holiday season. And during the holidays, everybody wants a little indulgent treat every once in a while. And you know what? It's perfectly fine to do so. But sometimes, if you want to look for a little bit of a healthier alternative, then let me suggest the best tasting protein bar you've ever had. That's Built Bar. There are so many delicious flavors. You can substitute that slice of pie or that piece of Christmas cake or whatever somebody might be offering you at a holiday party and just say, you know what? No thanks. I'm covered. I've got a delicious built Bar. You can get a built box, uh, a mixed box of all your favorite flavors. Give them out as the Christmas gift that keeps on giving. Again, low sugars, low calorie, low fat, and yet all the protein and nutrients you might be looking for in a delicious and tasty uh, bar that tastes like a candy bar. You won't even know the difference. You can try them in many different ways. You can dip them in hot cocoa, especially in these colder climates up north. If you're looking for an indulgent treat, let me recommend getting a, a salted caramel brownie, bar and just dipping it into a hot hot cup of of hot chocolate there. You'll love it. You won't regret that at all. So many different great flavors and combinations. This is a great opportunity. And if you go to built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your order so you can get them at a discounted price. Who doesn't like saving money during the holidays? So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you get 15% off your order at builtbar.com. All right, I'm here now
1: with Dr. Elon Donnan, a sports neurologist and pain management specialist at the Center for Sports Neurology and Pain Medicine at Cedars-Sinai Curlin-Job Institute in Los Angeles. Uh, thank you so much for joining the program. Uh, we're talking about Markeith Morris, who who is missed now more than a month after sustaining a whiplash injury on November 8th. Is that a normal amount of time for somebody to be out with that kind of injury?
2: When it comes to whiplash injury, we think of it as more of a musculo-ligamentous strain. On average, uh, individuals can experience anywhere from let's say two to six weeks uh, of of pain and discomfort, tenderness, limited range of motion, things of that nature. Uh, so, uh, to answer your question, yeah, I'm, in in many instances, it's not uncommon if if individuals need uh, several days, if not even a few weeks, in order to fully recover.
1: What would an injury like that feel like when it's when it first happens, first impact? Because some people uh, were accusing Marquis for just sort of milking the moment, trying to draw a foul, but what would that kind of pain be like that he was experiencing?
2: Right. So not to get into you know accusations of things, but I would say in, in answering that question, oftentimes patients can feel a, an immediate onset uh, stinging sensation in that region. Uh, it, it can be uh, almost immediately sore. Uh, think of it as, a, as almost kind of like a, a direct, uh, let's say, punch to, to to an arm in that in that regard. Mm. So very achy, sore feeling, uh, and obviously wanting to be um, very cautious and, and not wanting to, to aggravate uh, the neck by by rotating the head too aggressively. Otherwise, thereafter.
1: And then, what are some of the long-term impacts or problems associated with the whiplash injury? It, uh, would would there be concerns, or what would your concerns be if you were the team physician that you'd be looking at?
2: Typically, th- there aren't many long-term uh, impacts to it. Uh, in, in many instances, individuals will recover with appropriate rest, soft tissue work, think you know, heat, massage, uh, icing, analgesics uh, in terms of medications if necessary, anti-inflammatories, maybe even muscle relaxants and such. Uh, but in terms of long-term, it would be awfully rare. Some patients may experience uh, some headaches associated with it, and very, very rare instances will have individuals who may complain of some degree of imbalance, Uh, but that's relatively uncommon.
1: Is that something that, um, you know, Markeef would be experiencing maybe at this point, now that it's been a month later, and if you were experiencing those sort of rare symptoms, obviously I'm sure he'd be communicating that with you know, the team doctors and stuff like that. But that's something that could, I would imagine, prolong the, the rehab process.
2: Yeah, not being involved in his care, I can't say uh, w- with certainty. But I would imagine, uh, certainly, aside from the the direct neck-related complaints, uh, there may be some complaints in regards to, to headache-related symptoms and things of that nature. That's not uncommon, uh, given the location, especially if the strain is, is more towards the base of the skull or top of the neck. Uh, it's, it's not rare for patients to also endure some degree of, of, of uh, headaches, what are called cervicogenic headaches in association with the neck pain.
1: Uh, so it sounds, other than those rare type of instances from a performance standpoint, uh, there's really no reason uh, to think that he couldn't sort of return to his pre injury uh, performance level, is there?
2: Correct. Other instances where if things do get prolonged, you start to worry if there's anything else aside from just a soft tissue strain or a musculo ligamentous sprain and you start worrying about, for example, the, the discs of the cervical spine and things of that nature. So if symptoms get prolonged more than they should uh, and patients had received appropriate treatment for a soft tissue injury and, and it's been the better part of several months, for example, and they haven't recovered, that's when, you know, you start to dig a bit deeper uh, and maybe do additional forms of, of testing uh, specifically an MRI of the neck or cervical spine, uh, to assess even further.
1: That's interesting because, it, I mean, like I said, it's been a long... I don't think anybody expected uh, him to be out for more than a month and miss as many games as he has. And let's just say, hypothetically, if he were to miss another month of of games. And, you know, he's been on the court warming up before games and stuff like that, so I'm not really sure what that means. And I'm not, I'm not sure. going to ask you because I know you're not directly involved in his care, but... Um, if you were to miss like several more weeks, for example, like that might be a sign that there's something more than just whiplash, which is what the team
2: has been telling us. The, the only I, I, w- I would say to that is that you start to wonder, yes, if, if there was uh, let's say injury directly to, to the cervical spine or the disc specifically, but I have to imagine they've, they've done the appropriate testing. Even at this stage, okay. uh, I imagine that he's probably had advanced forms of imaging to assess even further. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the other concern is, as you mentioned, he's on the court, uh, but he's not taking part in, in contact, uh, related activities, i.e., in game. I don't know if he is taking part in, in full contact in practice, but obviously circumstances are very different when it comes to soft tissue sprains and, and, and injuries to the soft tissue of the neck, uh, when you are in control of your surroundings, i.e., in a non-contact setting, uh, versus, uh, in a contact setting, i.e., in a game.
1: Uh, and then just sort of zooming out uh, on whiplash as an injury, is this, you know, obviously in basketball reporters, we, we hear hamstrings, ankle sprains, like th- those sort of things all the time. Whiplash to me is a rarer thing. It's not something that comes up on injury reports very often, but in your experience um, dealing with athletes, is, is whiplash rare? What sport do you see it most in? And, and what do you think is um, maybe the most misunderstood th- uh, thing about uh, whiplash as an injury?
2: Yeah, I, w- I would say you see it less in, in basketball, for example, likely because you know there's there's not much that's done uh, you know above the above the shoulders uh, when it comes to to basketball as a sport. Uh, but in other uh, sports where there is a lot more contact, football, soccer, ice hockey, that's a lot more fast paced. Uh, skiing, uh, water polo, we'll see it. So there are certainly sports where uh, above the shoulders uh, or above the neck injuries do occur. Uh, for which uh, whiplash can can very much be a bit more of a, a common incident or injury.
1: And what's the normal like timetable for return for in, in those sports? I know it's a completely different sport than basketball, but I'm just curious.
2: Typically, anywhere from I would I would argue the better part of two to four weeks, In rare instances maybe maybe six weeks. But we take the sport into consideration as well, uh, right? And what I what I mean by that is if a patient's at, let's say, a hundred percent after after three weeks, we wouldn't send them right back into sport, uh, full contact, three in a day. Uh, so with the understanding that that threshold for re-injury is still a bit lower. So we want to make sure that we're, we're uh, lessening the likelihood of re-aggravation and recurrence uh, and in doing so, you know, making sure that we're really maximizing the, the time of recovery so that there's uh, significantly less likelihood that they're going to re-aggravate that injury.
1: Gotcha. Um, well, those are all the questions I had for you, uh, Dr. Dan, and I do appreciate you taking the time here again.
2: Have a great
0: day.
1: You too. Thanks. Bye. Thank you to Dr. Elon Donnan for the interview.
0: Yeah. And thank you so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Remember that every episode is free and available wherever you get to show. Make sure you check us out on Wednesday night. We'll be doing a live recap of the heat taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. It should be a great game. And we want you all there with your questions, comments. Again, we love to interact with all of you. So make sure you check that out. Wednesday night is going to be a great time had by all and make sure you also checked out locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling this is David Armill signing off for now thanks for joining me Wes Wrap it up B